This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. You rotten bugs! You overpaid winners! Listen Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Left side throw, it is broken up in the end zone! Broken up in the end zone! Knocked down by Brashad Breeland! The Chiefs hold on down! According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. Crossover move, great move. Grace Pyle, left-handed finish is perfect. Everything happening in the sports world. Michelangelo, this is the day he died in 1564. Oh my gosh. Michelangelo, thank you so much. And even some things not happening in the sports world. Let's pack the place. Yeah. Come on. Why can't we pack the place? Steve's going to challenge it's people again. It's for the kids. It's for the kids. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, Worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson and maybe even the world, Mr. Steve the world? Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. I don't know. I, you just kind of have a worldly presence today. Really? Okay. There's just something about you. I don't know what it is today. <laughs> you're kind of glowing. You're beaming. You're radiating. I have. Well, I know that after uh, Friday, I'm going on vacation next week. And you're just going to sit down and do nothing. I am going to do absolutely nothing and enjoy it. And if the weather holds out, might even play some golf next week. Now, Steve says he's not going to do anything and he's going to really enjoy it. But I imagine after about two days, you'll start hearing something like this. I don't know. That would be Steve's foot tapping Oh, <laughs> and getting a little anxious. It's trying to think of something to write. He's going, okay, I could just run up to the station. Oh, I could, I could post something But I'm not going to be in town. Well, you'll bring your laptop with you, I bet, in case you need an emergency post that or something. That could be. I didn't think about that. I imagine that. you'll come up with something. I didn't think about you, that. You are a wordsmith. You are a storyteller. And so your mind no, is constantly I am not, running. I'm not the epitome of storytelling. Your I'm, mind I'm is a, constantly I'm a poor running. Second. I'm a poor second when it comes to storytelling. But your mind is running. You're thinking of story ideas yeah, and things to talk about. That's true. I know it's sort of a downtime with not a lot of games going on, but you'll come up with something. Oh, today is just Swamp City. It's chock full today. Well, next week there won't be much. Right, exactly. But you're you're an author. You get an idea and you sprint over. you got to start writing things. Well, you know, you talk about an author. It's unbelievable how many people have come up to me for many years. When are you writing a book? When are you going to write a book about McPherson basketball? And I just keep saying, oh, man. You know, once I retire. Maybe that could be your retirement once, project. Once I retire, I, I just I just want to be, I, I think maybe I just want to get away from it for a while. I think that'd be a good retirement project. You You'll have all the time on your hands. You can plan it all out. You can sit in your living room and have all these different pieces of paper around you and up on the walls, and, and you can take string with thumbtacks, and connect all the dots. I'm not sure anybody would buy it. Oh, yeah, they you would. Think? You think? Yeah, they would. You think I'd get 10 sold? Okay, maybe 15. 15. Okay. Maybe 15. All right, all right. So, Steve, you're radiating. There's just something about you today. I don't know why, because I only slept about five hours last night. Well, Steve, busy day yesterday. Busy day. We had the signing for the big man, 
Cody Steffel being up at the school yesterday. That's right. Signing his national letter of intent to play football at Kansas State. We've known for a long time, and, and you know Cody has kind of kept it under wraps. He didn't want to make a big scene out of it. I'm sure that you saw a few on ESPN yesterday of guys making the big scenes, putting the hats out on the table, yeah. and at the last second, flipping their commitment and surprising the world. Arkansas had one of those happen from a kid from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Okay, He was going to go to the Oregon Ducks, but instead was shooting off red and white confetti and said, I'm going to Arkansas. Let, let me ask you this. Oregon is a top 10 team. Arkansas is like a bottom 10 team. Why yeah, would... but you want to go to Eugene? It's rainy. It's a long way away. You can run a lot out there, though. Well, that's true. It's great running weather. But you're, you're he's a little closer to Fayetteville. Yeah, that's true. It's a good place to be. Yeah. They're and on knows, the rise. He knows he's going to... Great chance to play right away. I mean, and they, there's nowhere to go they, but up. They need help at every position. But it was a fun day for National Signing Day, and it's it's really one of the first big time athletes that I've covered for a National Signing Day. Not to say that others aren't, but when you get a big time Power Five Division football one. player, Division One, yeah. it, it's a big deal. Yeah, and and when you get to see Cody mentioned with some of the other guys in K State's recruiting class, and I alluded to a few that K State did a really good job of locking in in state. K-State dominated the state this year in recruiting. Well, they do every year. And they have done it for a while, but it seems like KU has really missed the boat a few times. And the one thing I wanted to bring up today, Steve, did you see some of the negative press that KU football was receiving yesterday? I didn't. Well, there were a couple of different guys that had been verbally committed to to KU to play football that the rug was kind of pulled out from under them in the closing minutes this week. Yeah, they. I believe they re, uh, there was a couple kids where they said, well, we thought we had a scholarship for you, but we don't. Right. So, so uh, Then there was another one where they said, oh, due to some injuries this year, there was a kid out of Schlegel in KCK. Right. There, there, there were a few that I've seen pop up in the last 24 hours where they're saying, yeah, I've, I'm no longer going to KU and signing with a different school. And I wanted to get your thoughts on that because – Recruiting is a crazy business, and it's intense. And I understand why that happens from the KU side and saying, hey, we've got to get guys that can play. Uh, we weren't. We don't think we really want you as much anymore. I wish there was a better way they could go about doing it, and I understand both sides. But I wanted to get your, your thoughts on well, that. Well, I think once a kid verbally commits and doesn't decommit, you know, you stay in on him, you got to honor that commitment. And I think Les Miles and the KU staff, whatever criticism they get, they deserve. And you made a good point there, Steve, if somebody decommits or reopens their commitment. Right. So there, there are a decent amount of kids that will recruit or, or commit early. Yeah. Let's say they commit in the summer and say, I'm choosing Alabama. Right. And then they, or I'll, I'll phrase it better. They say, I'm going to go to Arkansas State. They get offered from a mid-major or a group of five conference team, and then they have a terrific senior year. They start lighting up, and they decommit. They say, okay, instead of going to Arkansas State, I'm going to regular Arkansas yeah. and trying to move themselves up. Or they open up their commitment. They right. reopen it. They say, okay, right. I, I'm i going to retry this. And then if they said, okay, I'm actually going to want to go back to Arkansas State, I would understand if they decided to pull the offer right. at that point. But but. They committed, I think the Schlegel kid especially. They I think commi- his name was Jalen Richardson. I think they committed to him. You know, they say, hey, you know, you're our guy. 
But you just can't tell a guy you're our guy, and then all of a sudden you're not our guy. And so he couldn't go to KU. Yeah. Decided to go to the University of Northern Iowa. And it's a crazy business, and I understand why KU would do that, why any program would try and pull a scholarship if they really needed to get somebody else, if, yeah. if, if things change. I get it. But there is the non-business side of it. There's the people side of it. Yeah. There's the PR side of it. Mm-hmm. That it does not look good when KU is pulling scholarships from in-state kids yeah, that where, are right down the road. Where they struggle mightily in-state. Especially when they have been the little brother to K-State in terms of in-state recruiting. Right. When it comes to in-state Kansas kids over the last five years, seven years, when I've been covering high school football, K-State has done the best job. Yeah. Every other school out of state is probably number two <laughs> on Kansas kids. Right. And then KU has probably been number three. Yeah. I mean, that that's just reality. I would think that all the MIAA schools do a better job than what KU oh, has done in-state. Tremendous. How, how many big-time players at KU can you remember over the last five years that are in-state? Joe Deneen, yep. who's from Free State. Right. Bryson Tornadin, who's also from Free State. Right. Can you think of – and Ryan Willis was, was there, there two years. But left. Right. Can you think of really any other big-time KU football players that are from Kansas? No. And no. went to Kansas high schools? No. They That's just, the they, problem. They fail miserably. They just fail miserably. And I think right now for KU, even with Les Miles there, you know, the Mad Hatter won a national championship at LSU, the perception of Kansas football right now is so poor and so just everyone just thinks it's, oh, this place is just awful. Why would I want to go there? And that really works against them. And I'm sure when, you know, if it's KU and K-State are in on a kid, you know, K-State saying, well, look at KU. They don't recruit Kansas kids. Look what we've done with Kansas kids. Look at Jordy Nelson, you know, Darren Sproles. Well, you look up and down the K-State starting lineup. Right. Offense, defense, special teams. They are just all loaded with Kansas kids. Just down the road at Hutchinson. And and I gave KU a hard time a few times because they had too many guys – from right around there starting. There needs to be a balance of yeah. it. Kansas is not a good enough high school football state where you can have 20 of your 22 be from Kansas. Oh. If that's yeah. the case, uh, it's. Uh, I, mean, I, I would be happy about it. Good for Kansas, but it's not real great for your program because it's not a terrific high school football state. No, You've really- got to have guys from Florida, Texas, yeah. Oklahoma, Missouri, but how amazing is it that K-State has hit on so many smaller town Kansas kids? Did they, Now, did I see it, or was I just reading something wrong? They offered somebody from Abilene? Did I see that, or was that was that somebody else? At I don't know. But I was trying to, you know, we played Abilene. I don't remember a K-State caliber kid playing at Abilene, but I, I know I'm probably wrong on that. But they really do well. Cody Stubblebean is the perfect K-State recruit. You know, he's a great athlete. He's super smart. He works hard. And those are the kind of kids, they get him in at K-State. By the time he's a junior, he's going to be on some all Big 12 lists. You just mark my words. This is me coming as sort of an outsider looking at these two programs. I'm not particularly a fan of either program right now. But let's say I was an 18-year-old great high school football player. There are two very distinct styles in terms of recruiting, in terms of the coaching staffs at KU and K-State. KU, to me, has a little bit more flash to it. 
less miles, flashy higher. They're Has doing the big some, ring, championship they're, ring. They're doing some things a little differently. They're trying to go get some some really big time prospects from California, Texas, Florida, Louisiana, Georgia. They're trying to be flashier to me on a nationwide landscape. Right. Where I, when I look at K State, it's just the way the program is. There's not a lot of flash. To me, I don't know how to phrase this correctly to not make KU fans mad, but it seems like a more wholesome group of coaches. Right. It seems like they, Chris, are, Chris, they are more invested in these individual Chris Kleiman kids. is like Bill Snyder, too, 2.0. I mean, he follows the Bill Snyder, low-key. Everything is just about execution, power football. You don't see him running, you know, exotic, wild spread formations. It snapped the ball to the quarterback, let him either run or pass. And then you got, you know, a bevy of running backs. K-State really did a great job last year of getting graduate transfers yeah. in at running back. I think their top two running backs were one-year tr- graduate transfers. Well, and, they have, and they've been great in the JUCO, too. Yeah, and then, of course, they picked up a great high school player last year. They've got a running back that was a freshman this year, played a little receiver, but I think he's going to play running back next year. I think it's that Youngblood, maybe is his name, the the returner or Yarborough. I can't remember. It's Youngblood. Youngblood. But he's going to be a big-time player. And Chris Kleiman has this thing. He's keeping it right on track. I'm just glad they hired him and not Sean Snyder because I think Sean Snyder would have, would have been a real problem at K-State. But, Steve, if you were a high school athlete and you had your choice, KU and K-State are in on you, I think the decision's pretty easy right now yeah. on where you would want to be. Not just team success. But to me, it just feels like that program. The positiveness of the program. It is invested in them. And, and I think Cody Stuffelbeam would tell you the same thing, is that they have treated him like a member of the family right? since they started recruiting him. And I don't know if they're getting the same treatment in Lawrence. Yeah, and, you know, we had an exclusive interview with him uh, after he signed. And, you know, he's already said, you know, I've been, we've been, what is that, chat, it's not Snapchat, or what is it, what, chat gathering or something? I don't know how that works. You, you know it more. Than I'm going to let you try and work out of this. It was some kind of group chat. Yeah. Okay, group like chat. Like a group text he message. He said those guys talk almost every day. Some weeks it's every day. Some weeks it's like every other day. But he says he already feels like he knows them, even though he's really only been around them a couple times. I know that K-State likes to hold up, what is it, a piece of wood that says like family or yeah. whatever it well, is. Well, stadium's Bill Snyder family stadium. But it feels that way to me. Yeah. And there is a very big gap right now and, with those two programs to and, me. And KU's football program is like, oh, we got to put up with football until basketball gets here. We're just waiting until basketball starts because basketball just dwarfs football at KU. And rightfully so, but let's hope that the penalties aren't too bad for KU basketball when they finally come down. Well, and even when KU has been able to initially hit on some of those in-state guys, We've seen a lot of them decommit. We've right. seen a lot of them leave. Well, they have one four-star recruit that verbally committed. Who was the best player that didn't uh, sign yesterday with KU? I don't know who you're talking about. They have a linebacker. It's a four-star and verbally committed. He didn't sign his letter yesterday. Wow. But he has not decommitted, so their best recruit allegedly has not yet sent his paperwork in. A lot of ups for the guys in Manhattan. Right. And to me, a lot of... Yes, yeah. eh, for and Lawrence. you know, I think KU people were really excited. I was when Les Miles got hired. Uh, you know, given his success everywhere, I don't think Les Miles realized what a mess he was left. Because David Beatty, Charlie Weiss, Turner Gill, 
Those guys just ruined the program, destroyed it. At least Mark Mangino was competitive. He may have had some strange ways of doing things. But, you know, at least they were 500, got him into some – heck, they made the Orange Bowl one year. So, you know, he ex- actually put a decent product on the field. So, again, congrats to Cody Stuffelbean. Yep. Really cool honor for him to be able to sign that letter of intent on National Signing Day yeah. and join and great State to, And great soon. to see all his football brethren – around him when he signed his letter all the coaches were there uh just it was a great atmosphere in the library yesterday all right steve let's take our first break when we come back i want to talk a little bit of chiefs let's do we'll do that next you're listening to according to jim 96.7 fm kbbe you're listening to the according to jim podcast with jim joiner and steve self according to jim is brought to you by great plains federal credit union brown shoe fit in downtown mcpherson Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, have you... Begun to think about what's coming up this weekend. Chiefs, Bears, Soldier Field. Sunday night. It's kind of weird with the NFL this week. No Thursday night football. Right. It's throwing me off. Yeah. I love Thursday night football. I know you don't like it. I don't. I mean, it's great that the game's on, but I just think it's – I don't think it's fair to the players on the teams because I think it's just impossible to recover from a game on Sunday and turn around and play on a Thursday. As violent as the NFL is – I don't think people realize how beat up these guys are. A lot of these guys can barely even get out of bed in the morning. I just think they need more recovery time. So that's one. I'm just that's one reason I'm not a big fan of the Thursday night game. I it's about the players more than anything else. You can relate to them. Yeah, it's tough for you to get out of bed sometimes in the morning. I tell you, like if we go on a long road trip, like Friday night we're going to Winfield, and I got to come in and do area roundup and things like that on Saturday. It is brutal getting out of the office at 12.30 and getting up at, you know, 6.30 or 7 the next day. I meant more about your aching bones. Oh, well, that's because I'm old. The hammies are sore. Oh, ham. you know that hammy, the bus always asks me about my hammy. That thing is constantly pulled, it seems like. It's just, it never heals. Well, Steve, as we look at the Chiefs and the Bears this weekend, your confidence level 1 through 10, going to Soldier Field. 7.5. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah. What is the difference in the 7.5 and the 10? What's that 2.5? The Bears have a decent defense, and they can run the ball a little bit, but Mitchell Trubisky, it's like going up against Joe Flacco or Derek Carr. He's not very good. Now, it's really weird. Sometimes he'll have a game where he goes nuts. He'll get, I think he had a four or five touchdown pass game, and then he's had games where he barely has 100 yards passing. Uh, uh, there was a report out this week that, he and his coach, Matt Nagy, the former Chiefs offensive coordinator, by the way, are not really on the same page. And, you know, they gave away the farm trading up to get Trubisky in the oh, same. Oh, they did? Yeah. They took him number two overall, of course. Wow, they, they moved up for him? Yeah. You didn't know that? Wait, but the Chiefs picked at one, right, and got Mahomes? No, the Chiefs picked at 10 and oh, got Mahomes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and Houston picked at 12 and got Deshaun Watson and – the Bears traded up to get Mitchell Trubisky, who is probably in the bottom 25% of quarterbacks in the NFL, starting quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm being sarcastic because 
every time yeah, I, your the tongue Bears is play, really planted firmly in your cheek. Every time the Bears play, they run the graphic where they go. Here's what the Bears did to move up. Ooh, they passed on Patrick Mahomes. Ooh, they and passed I don't even on Sean Watson. Who, who'd they trade with to do that? Was it Carolina? I want to say it was like Carolina or somebody to trade. I don't know. It's too long ago for me to Whoever remember. Whoever it was got a haul. That's all I remember. Worked out nice. I think it was like two number ones for him. Jeez, that's pitiful. So you aren't real nervous as a Chiefs I'm fan? Not. I'm I don't, not. I, I don't think there's going to be any question who wins this game. I, I'm not because I think the Chiefs are playing really well right now. Uh, Terrell Suggs joins the Chiefs this week. I think he's a great pickup. He's going to be a great presence in the locker room. You know, he's won a Super I think he's won a Super Bowl yeah. with the Ravens. Uh, he's been around a long time. Uh, there's a lot of wisdom in that old head of Terrell Suggs, T-Sizzle, as he likes to be called. And a 37-year-old Terrell Suggs is better than a lot of 27-year-old linebackers in the NFL. I think he'll be a really nice addition. And it reminds me a little bit of Derek Johnson, those last couple of years while he was in Kansas City. A guy that has just been around a long time. He may not be as quick as he was, but just having that guy in the defense, very similar to Eric Berry during a lot of his stints, a guy like Tyra Matthew, I think just having more experienced guys around this defense improves them a ton because look at the last couple of years and, and some of their defenses and when they've been so bad, they're just so young. They sign these guys and say, all right, here you go. And he can walk in and show that Super Bowl ring, says, boys, this is what you're playing for. Listen to me. Yeah, this is what you're playing for. Listen to me. I'll take you to the promised land. So I'm excited, Steve. Yeah. Sunday night football. Yeah. Soldier Field. It's going to be cold. You ever been to Soldier Field? Never have. You've been to Chicago. Yes, I have. Last uh, Summer before last. I took a tour of Chicago one time when I was there. Yeah. It was like a little bus tour. Yeah. And we drove past Soldier Field. I've never been in, but they referred to it as the eyesore on Lakeshore. Really? I thought they redid it. I thought they... They did, and people they, don't like the redo. Oh, it's got those uh, pillars or whatever, those cool pillars. Or, it's real weird. Yeah. It's a weird stadium. Yeah. But Maybe the, you and I can make the trip up there. What are, you, what are you doing Sunday? Sunday? Probably playing golf. Well, Chicago has golf courses. Well, yeah. A little windier. Yeah, definitely. We could play a Chicago golf course at 10 a.m., go catch the train back home, take a quick nap, and then head down to Soldier Field. Got to have that nap. That's, yeah, you, that, you'll that's need really one. big. That's big. Steve will take one more break. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve Sell. Yes, sir. How many of those 7,000 cookies in the lobby do you think you've eaten over the last three days? Probably about 10. We hosted Cookies with Santa on Tuesday night. Well, you and I didn't, but the station as a whole did. Right. And I think we received 10,600 cookies from the 56 Family Restaurant (laughs) in Galva. Really good cookies, too. They're really good, but they're out there. I'm trying to watch it, Steve. I'm trying to watch my figure. Holiday season. Well, if there's anyone out there who wants a cookie, stop in. We'll or if you want up. 10. Yeah. 
20. We could probably have 40 people come in and take 10 cookies and Well, last time still we did have something some like this, over. about eight people came in in five minutes. So if you, if you want a cookie, a cookie's on us. Come in and have a cookie. Maybe we'll put them on the front desk over there. Yeah. Can't expect Mitchell to eat them all. No, no, no. Mitchell, he's a growing boy, but yeah. but can't eat 5,000 cookies in one afternoon. No. Steve, are you excited for a trip down to Winfield tomorrow? Not really. Winfield trips don't excite me too much, but we're going to eat at a different place tomorrow night. So. Shindigs. Yeah. I think you're going to like Shindigs. What, what is it? What kind of, what does it have? Sort of a bar and grill. Okay. You think pistol will go for seconds? Well, it's not really a buffet. Oh, uh, we had a buffet the last time. I think you went and got a few extra slices I think I of had pizza. Thirds and fourths. Yeah, there you Derby. go. Great, great uh, pizza buffet down in Derby. You can get seconds, but I don't know if the station will cover those. Oh, costs. probably not. That's got to come out of my pocket. Yeah, that's if you need a second hamburger, it doesn't. Count. It's on you. That's right. It's on me. We only pay for one hamburger. That's right. Here that's, at KBBE. That's right. So, Steve, enjoy your night. Yeah. No football. No, but lots of stuff going on. Bunch of middle school basketball going on today. We've got swimming tonight down at Wichita. Wrestlings at Augusta. That'll be a great duel. Augusta barely lost to Winfield, which is a really good team. So Coach Kretzer's guys will really get pushed. And, of course, like I said, the swimming team, they've started off with back-to-back second-place finishes. Hopefully they can get a first today. Best of luck today, Steve. Just with life. Life is an adventure every day. There you go. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.